Do you lead by example? How can you incorporate your strengths into your work? What do you do best? What activities give you the most energy? Now think about those things with your future career goals. In episode five, we'll spend some time thinking about your own strengths and how you need to leverage them in your leadership development. Hello, and welcome to Learn to Lead, the podcast, where we talk to leaders about how they lead, what they've learned, and what they recommend for our journeys towards becoming better leaders. Today, we're joined by David Feeney, career educator in the Career Education Department at Western University. David, how are you doing today? I'm good, Helen. How are you? I'm also doing well. Um, Good. So to start, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your education and experiences, and how you came to your current position? Uh, Sure. Uh, I have been in my current role. I had a a series of contracts, but I'm permanent full-time now. Uh, But this started in 2019, in the the, winter term of 2019. Um, Prior to that, um, I've worked in a number of different uh, organizations, not-for-profits, um, throughout the years. Uh, the latter half of my career has been solely in employment services and, and uh, providing employment services to a wide variety of folk. And it's been nice to return to Western because I did my undergraduate here. Um, I'm not going to say when that was. It was a little <laughs> while ago. Uh, and then I went to, uh, to Queen's for graduate school. Uh, and uh, have ended up back at Western, which is is uh, kind of a perfect fit for me. Um, and so, in my role in the career department, um, anything career related, um, helping students, kind of, you know, with some decision making, all the way down to resumes and cover letters and job search strategies and all of those sort of good things that that students need. And can you tell us a little bit about how you found that that is maybe your your passion or direction? I'm sure it's, it's not a position that people often think of um, in terms of what what should I do? How, what kind of job should I get? So how, how did you end up there? That's right. That's right. It's um, it's it's been a bit of a journey. And I I would have to say that um you know, I, I've never really been a good planner in terms of my own career um, moving forward. At least I didn't think I was. Um, and so I've done a lot of different things. Um, I went to graduate school for English. Uh, and so I finished my master's at Queens and I spent a couple of years in a PhD program that I didn't finish. And so I found myself kind of, you know, um, trying to figure out what, what's the next step, what do I do now? Uh, and I had always worked in, in sort of not-for-profit kind of pay expenses while in university. Um, so I went back to that um, in a full-time capacity and worked with a lot of different uh, groups and, and lots of different areas um, over my, my time in, uh, in that sector. And I think all of it, I, I bring all of the skills, all of those transferable skills that I've picked up over the years, I bring that to bear in my work here at, at Western. I think that um, I have lots of things to draw from 
And because my own career path has not been a straight line, it's been a bit of a, a path. Um, it's been a bit of a, you know, fork in the roads and which road do I take? And those are all those metaphors that you can think of. Um, I think I'm, I, well, I know that I'm, I'm good at assisting students in, in trying to sort some of those things out because I've been there, I get it. I've done all kinds of different things over the years. And this is sort of my most recent uh, stop and, and more than likely the last stop at this point in my career, um, but uh, by far the most fulfilling. That is definitely a, a big lesson I think that students learn is it's not linear. So many people change their, change their degrees, change right. what they're going for, change what they're going into. Um, that's right, so. that's right. And we, and we talk about that a lot in the department Mm -hmm. um, with students, like the idea that uh, your undergraduate degree does not define your career. It's not a straight line. Um, you need to try things. You need to kind of prototype different types of experiences to kind of get a sense of, oh, is this a good fit or is this a good fit? The idea that, um, that someone needs to find their passion is a little bit of a misnomer because, um, you know, we all have more than one passion. We all have more than one thing we're interested in. And so um, trying to capture that just that one thing is, is tough for people, particularly students that are kind of at the beginning of their careers. Right, and that first job too. Your first job doesn't define the rest of your career. It's like a patchwork. It certainly course. does not. You can take the pressure off of that. Get employed, get out there, and then you can pivot. Um, well, and the interesting thing about that is that um, you know, I went, I started Western as a mature student. Um, and so I had worked um, for a number of years in a completely different um, industry before I ever came back um, to university. Uh, so, you know, getting, getting some work experience and coming back and, you know, sometimes people are wondering, well, what do I do at the end of my undergraduate degree? Uh, and uh, they might take some time off to work but never rule out that, you know, you might return. You're never, you're never too mm -hmm. old and you need to learn. That's a, that's a wonderful testimony for students who are worried about next steps or if they might've made the wrong step. So thank you for sharing that. No um, worries. What has leadership looked like for you over your career journey and what does it mean to you to be a leader? Um, so I, and I have been in management roles um, in different organizations. Um, I was thinking about this before we started this interview, and I was thinking that um, uh, being a good listener, I've always tried to take the adage of, of aside from this interview, of listening more than I talk, um, because uh, you need to be aware of what's going on around you. And so I think, I think listening is, is key. Um, and allowing people to lean into their strengths uh, and so, you know, as a leader, as a, as a manager or any kind of a leader, and you, you know, leaders don't, aren't just supervisors. If you can be a leader in your, your um, office or in your workplace and not be a supervisor, you lead by example, you lead by your work ethic and all those sorts of things. But leaning into your, your own strengths and allowing other people to lean into theirs um, the great thing about what I do right now is that um, rather than, um, you know, having people say, well, um, I know you don't like to do this, but you have to do this. It's more <laughs> about 
um, you seem to really like doing that. So why don't you do more of that? That seems to be a skill set of yours. Uh, that I think is a great way to lead. Um, that I think is you get the best out of people when you're when you're letting them um, uh, take on the roles and the, and the tasks and the things that uh, that they're good at, rather than um, you know the things that people are not necessarily skilled at. You'll get better quality work and everyone enjoys doing it more too. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, the other thing that I was thinking about as well is you need to develop your own leadership style. Um, uh, you can't emulate somebody else's style. And I, I learned that the hard way. I worked in an organization where um, I won't give all the detail, but um, I was managing uh, a group of staff and I did a secondment where I went to a different part of the organization for four or five months. I came back to my staff team and I brought back what I thought were these great kind of management skills that I had learned in this other location. And of course it didn't fit. It wasn't me, it's not the way I manage, it's not my style. And I was fortunate enough to have a staff say to me, you know, during that time, um, something's changed. This doesn't feel right. And of course, that person was right. I was, I was trying to emulate somebody else's style. Um, so I quickly went back to my regular style and, 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 and righted the ship, so to speak. Um, so you know, having your own, your own um, learning, learning your own style, I think, is a is a huge piece and hugely important in terms of leadership. What might some of those strengths or oh, leadership routines I think, be? Yeah, I think always um, always willing to listen, um, recognizing that people are more than just their jobs, mm -hmm. um, that people have other things going on in their lives. Um, this has been particularly um, uh, brought home, I guess, uh, during, during uh, the pandemic. And, and the fact that we're all um, working virtually, um, people have demands that that uh, you have to acknowledge uh, at this time, whether it be childcare or elder care or any of those sorts of things, or just the isolation that people are going through um, and those stressors. Um, so I think you know, um, knowing what what people are are uh, up against uh, is hugely important. Um, Knowing that we everybody makes mistakes, everybody, nobody's perfect, um, and we all need a hand up at times. We all need some assistance at times. Um, so not being, you know, letting people know that they can always ask for assistance, um, I think is is also a, a hugely important uh, piece as well. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the challenges that you have faced as a leader? Hmm. You know, it's it's because we, we we're talking in a broader sense in terms of what leadership is or what leadership means. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, in, in, in situations where uh, people uh, are not um, uh, following direction, I suppose, or not uh, or not. Uh, um, um, doing what they what what they need to do, they're not getting things done. They're not meeting deadlines, mm -hmm. those sorts of things. And so you always want to try to assist those individuals 
in developing strategies um, that help them get things done. And if I think about students, you know, working in groups and things like that, I mean, that's also a problem for them, right? Is, 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 is this, in this group of four or three people doing all the work, um, right. so take, a, take a bit of a leadership role in those situations to try to, to, to help figure out what's going on there. Um, and so those are that, that those can be some of the challenges. Um, certainly, when when it comes time to uh, restructure organizations and things of that nature, it, those are tough decisions to have to make. Um, when when you you know have to uh, um, lay people off in, in situations like that. Um, I'm quite happy not to be in a supervisory position because I know that's been tough. I know family members who are in leadership positions like that, they've had to lay people off during the pandemic and, and those are difficult um, uh, decisions to make as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think teamwork is, is probably one of the greatest privileges and greatest burdens of, of leadership and group work and working with others. Um, do you have any uh, last words of advice or words of wisdom or things that you would offer to students as they look to develop some of their leadership skills. And I mean, especially from the perspective of uh, a career advisor as well, maybe the ones that are heading out into the work world in the, in the next couple of years. Try things, don't be afraid to try things. Um, you know, you need to get your hands dirty and figure out sometimes it's, it's as important to know what you don't want to do as as to know what you do want to do and so you know if, if you're going if, if sometimes people are faced with this dilemma of um i haven't i can't make a choice i don't know what 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 direction to go um i usually suggest that you know well why don't you rule out the things you absolutely wouldn't do because that's easier to do um and that starts to narrow down that list um don't i i would say don't expect be careful how I say this, perhaps, because, you know, certainly if you're going to be a lawyer, or if you're pursuing engineering or, or those sorts of things, I mean, those are quite linear um, in terms of career and in terms of moving forward. But for most of us, um, with only 20% of jobs being regulated professions, that's 80% of, of, of jobs are not. And so you could end up in a very different um, situation moving forward than you thought you were going to be. Just let your, let, leave yourself open to possibilities uh, in terms of, of employment and in terms of uh, career. Um, and and don't, get, don't get stuck in, in, in one place where you're not happy. Um, you don't want to wake up at, you know, 45 or 50 and think, oh, why have I done this for my whole life? And, you know, if that happens, then make a change because you, you have the ability to do that. Right, that statistic was shared with me when I went to a career counselor at Western in second year and it absolutely changed my perspective. It gave me so much hope that, you know, we hear about doctor, teacher, lawyer. And if you think, well, those aren't for me, what do I do? But there's so much out there. Um, there's so many different paths to take, so. That's right, that's right. I hope that gives our students some some excitement, something to look forward to, to go digging, go looking. Um, thank you yes, for yes. all of the insight that you've shared with us. It was great chatting with you this afternoon uh, and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Helen. Take Goodbye. care.
thank you to David Feeney for talking with us today. To learn more about Learn to Lead, please visit learntolead.uwo.ca.